Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Oh, here we go, boys. Go. Love that sound. This is a good one. Oh, you guys got snow down there? Yeah. Sweet. Makes for good hunting. Yeah. Uh, or it's supposed snowed, to, anyways, allegedly. Yeah, it snowed all last night and. Uh, well, not all last night, but enough. It we probably got like four inches, and that's about it. I mean, of course, everything's freezing up and whatnot, but um, we went and turned some pumps on, and I'll turn the pump on in one of our fields today, and it should be good for in the morning. Oh, you're flooding fields? Oh yeah, we're flooding one up, and oh, it's like sweet. it looks like a like the water, like it's a warm water well. That makes sense. That thing will be and a like, shit stack with ducks. It should be in the morning. And like you, like flooding the rice, uh, it's like steaming. Like it looks like a hot tub. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, I was like, dear Lord, let this work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess they don't know how fast it works, but they'll probably find it. You'd think they were going to find it. Oh, yeah. Well, some, some boys yesterday that uh, had some open water did pretty good with the ducks and geese. And then... I mean, like, we didn't have clients today, but we have, I mean, we're full the rest of the week. Nice. I need to get down there uh, somehow. I got to, I need, I need ducks. I need more ducks in my life. Yeah. Dude, we, like, at one point this afternoon, we, we looked up and I was like, oh, look at all those geese coming, you know, big bees and big groups. And they got closer. And I was like, I was with my boss and he's like, those are ducks. I was like, holy shit. 
we both thought there were geese coming, how big the groups was. Oh, wow. It was all ducks. Huh. That's awesome. How's the season been? Oh, right, so we're rolling already. So uh, uh I guess we right. just we just go. Uh I'm with uh uh friend of the podcast and myself, Mr. Uh, Cody Puller, who uh, we get to talk hunting again. It seems like we just flip-flop. We're either <laughs> as you're fishing or hunting. As your life uh dips and dives and turns this way and zigs that way. It's going um, pretty good now. Yeah? You like are are you, so you had been fishing yeah. out uh bill fishing for mm-hmm. had to be over a year yeah uh, it was a little over a year um last season so that would be i guess this would be the 23 24 season so i i unfortunately missed the 22 23 season um i yeah i was fishing all year long and uh, it this looked pretty year, awesome. It was, yeah, it was it was really good. I'm glad I got to do so. Um, you know, really got to experience some cool things in some new countries. And uh, basically, this past year, 2023, I got to fish uh, fish five different countries. Dang. Yeah, so that was pretty wild. Got some uh, stamps on the passport, and uh, you know, I really enjoyed it. Um, and got to experience some things again. You know that. I've always wanted to experience. I got the fish, you know, do some really have some really good sail fishing in Isla Mujeres, Mexico. And then, um, oh, I don't got think, to go. I don't think I knew you went down that way. Yeah. I yeah, thought you kind of stuck get... to like the east, the eastern seaboard and down to like Jamaica and stuff like that. Uh, we just did, uh, um, we did, um, uh, yeah. So back in February, um, we did, uh, well, I got to do Mexico. Yeah, so Isla, I did that. and I was there for a month and came back to Florida. Um, and went back up to the Northeast. Yeah, was it Northeast? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that was it. Uh, yeah, did Mexico. No, stayed in Florida. Yep, stayed in Florida. And then I was, you know, started working on a different boat because some things that, like, you know, like I've told you in the past, I've always wanted to go, you know, to some different countries and whatnot. And so I went with a boat um, that was doing so. And so got to go fish in the Bahamas a bunch. Um, all strictly blue marlin fishing. Um, so we did the Bahamas. We did Turks and Caicos. Um, we did the um, British Virgin Islands. And then we did uh, the Dominican Republic. And that was the end of it. Huh. That's pretty. Uh, that's a pretty unique experience. <laughs> yeah, I don't think a yeah, lot of people is... get to experience that. Like that's no pretty no, wild. No. Yeah, I mean, I have some buddies that get to do some some of that stuff, like some of the tra- traveling nonstop. But uh, one thing it did really teach me, or like kind of showed me, was that you know I, I obviously love what I do mainly for you know that's my main source of income is you know being a private sport fishing mate. Um, but missing the waterfowl season last year and missing like deer hunting season and stuff like that, it, uh, I guess, what do people say? Loki now, it Loki really, really bothered me. And, uh, I was like, I don't know if I could do it again. 
And I also wanted to, you know, I was, I mean, I was living in Florida and I wanted to get closer to home. My grandparents are getting up there in age and, you know, from the past that I'm very, very close with them. Like, you know, my grandfather's my best friend and stuff like that. So I've actually just recently, you know, moved to North Carolina and started working on a North Carolina boat. Recently? Uh, well, not yeah, just, yeah. I mean, I'm in Arkansas now. Um, but yep, just recently, I just accepted a job. Oh, okay. North, yep. Uh, right before I came out here, um, to guide again. No, I know. So. I should, probably should have cleared this off the air, and so you don't feel uh, obligated to ask or answer. But there was some drama and kind of a, a fallout, like why you kind of left and you did, wasn't there? And you can keep it vague if you want. Like I don't need to. Uh, when I left the boat that I was on. Yeah. I mean, not not really. Um. Uh, I mean, everything was fine. I mean, there's drama and everything, but everything was you know totally fine. And and to be totally honest with you i just i just i really missed the boat that i fished on we really didn't fish northeast or like maryland or we the furthest north we went was uh north carolina mm. that's and that's fine and um you know i've always liked the carolinas you know that mm-hmm. and uh i just man it was kind of weird I, I i lived on that we lived on the boat for a long time and I just not I don't I don't want to say I got homesick. I just miss being able to like go home to like my house, my bed. Sure, no, that's kind of deal, yeah. you know, or or go see my family. And not that I couldn't do that, but just I basically checked all things in my bucket list, and I was cool with it. Sure. What was like, your favorite place to fish? Uh, I really enjoyed the Dominican Republic. Okay. Uh, Dominican Republic would be number one. Um, we just did nothing but dead bait blue marlin fish there. And I had a really good time there. Um, the culture was really cool. And then number two would definitely be Mexico, uh, East Little Harris, which is basically right across the water from Cancun, Mexico. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed the culture there. Um, it was a super clean country. Um, the the food the culture like you walk down the streets at night and there's uh, street performers and taco stands everywhere you look uh, good restaurants good bars and uh, everything you wanted was there and it was just really cool and I really like again I really did enjoy yeah Isla Maharis when you're there I I've been, I was there a zillion years ago but um, yeah I know a handful of people that go there a fair amount and. That's one of the things they talk about. It's like uh, when that last ferry, you know, makes the yep. trip, the last boat, it's like if you're on the island, you're on the island, you know? And it's yep. just like yep. the people that are there that are there, it's got a very, like, small town feel to it. And, I mean, obviously yep. there's and, things to yeah. do and there's there's clubs and stuff, but it's Yeah, we just rolled around a golf friendly. cart. Yeah, you, that, yep. that's the other thing. Like, you can tool around the whole yeah. island on a golf cart, which is pretty wild. Yeah, it was really neat. And it was, you know, a lot of people – it, I don't know. Uh, people, I guess people, you know, are like, uh, I guess, you know, uh, what do you say? Like say it's like a dangerous country or whatever, but it definitely wasn't in my eyes. It was like, a, like in the mornings when we get up from like where my captain and I were staying and drive the golf cart to where the Marina, where the boat was, there's people out there literally hand street, hand sweeping the streets. Wow. Um, no, I've heard actually like Islam Harris, as far as like crime goes is one of the least crime. 
Um, oh, and well, they have like I think it's I think it's the naval base that's right there. Yeah, yeah. There's so, a military uh, base there. Yeah, but they I mean they're walking around right. with AKs on the chest mm-hmm. and walk. But they're you know they're super cool and everybody's super nice and I just really enjoyed it. But you know, fast forwarding to everything I got to experience this year, it was really good. I'm glad I got to do it and. I kind of just wanted to go back to what you and I have talked about in the past of fishing and hunting. And it seems like I'm on the roll. I'm back. It seems like I'm back on the right path to do something. Sweet. And you're down yeah. there just mostly you're targeting ducks and specks, right? Is that kind of the... Uh, we don't really mess with ducks at all, so... Oh, they just kind of um, get them if they come in kind of a thing? Yeah. Um, well... Yeah, uh, it's kind of like a cool backstory to this. I was working at a different outfit in the past here in Arkansas, but now I, I don't work for that outfit anymore. Um, I actually got invited to come on a hunt um, er, in the, er, early in the season, um, this season. And uh, um, so I got asked, him, hey, you want to go to Arkansas? And I was like, Oh, uh, sure. You know, like <laughs> yeah. you really don't got to pull my, you really don't got to pull my leg too hard. Right, I'm like, right, right. I'm like, are we duck hunting or goose hunting? What are we doing? They're like, oh, we're going to do something. I'm like, oh, heck yeah. I love speckle bellies. And, um, I, you know, came on the hunt and it was with, uh, who I work for now, which is flying S outfitters. Um, it's owned by Jonathan and, uh, Jennifer short and their son, Jackson who uh, guides with us a little bit um, when he's not in school. Um, but, uh, yeah, I ended up hunting with them and just uh, had a great time. We had a great, you know, a couple of great hunts. You know, I think we got close to a limit one day, and the next day we shot some more birds and, you know, just got slow as hunting. I didn't care. I, you know, you and I both know as guides that hunting is hunting. Right. And uh, I had a great time, and I ended up talking to uh, the owners, the husband and wife, Jonathan and Jennifer, and they're super nice people, um, very personable. And I just, you know, just talked to them and, you know, shut the shit, and that was really it. And then I basically had nothing going on. So my boat that I'm working on uh, now was in the paint shed, and it was not going to be done until, like, March. And so I'm like, what am I going to do? You know, like, I got months to kill. And I'm like, well, uh, do I just try to find some fishing to do here in Florida? Or do I just say screw it and go try to guide again? Well, I reached out to some contacts that I had out here in Arkansas. And um, a friend of mine that I've met, you know, that I've hung out with here in the past and I've hung out with, um, I was like, yeah, you can help me guide some. And so I started advertising a little bit for him. And then long story short, uh, you know, flying S Jonathan and Jennifer, they got a hold of me and said, we'd like to take you on. That was all she wrote. Sweet. And, uh, they, they've treated me really well. Um, treat me like their own and always, you know, We've done really, really well this year. We're uh, at over a thousand specs and almost the two hundred snows in the regular season. So that's a lot of specs. And, 
What? Because like, what's the limit? It's fairly, it's relatively low, it's, isn't it? It's it's three apiece. Three apiece. Yeah, that's a lot of three apiece to and, get to a thousand. That's <laughs> that's a lot of banging, and, dude. Man, and what I really really like about it is that we are not one of those outfits that hunt twenty guns. Our biggest group this year that we had in the blind was probably fourteen, and only two of them. One was a camera. One was a uh, one late, uh, one, yeah, how do you say, one lady hunter, I guess, huntress, uh, was, uh, <laughs> she was taking pictures, and then we have a, a girl, um, Grace Williams, who just came on, uh, recently, who is doing, like, our social media and stuff like that, and, like, running Instagram and Facebook and stuff, and, and then she comes, I mean, they're not hunting, they're just in their blind, you know, getting footage and pictures and all that, and then it's only, yeah, we it's it's the boss man. He hunts with us uh, every day, usually um, nine out of ten times. He's with us, uh, which is always fun. And then uh, we have uh, Hayden, who's one of the other guides, and then we have the boss's son Jack. And then and he hunts with us and helps us during the weekend and whatnot. And he's only fourteen, and he can blow a spec call, and you know he, you know, knows how to do everything. And it's, uh, it's only four of us really. Uh, speaking of spec, we, speaking of spec calls, <clears throat> that one you gave me, yeah, I got the barbelly. Yeah, I'm okay with it, except for somehow, and the guts fell out of it. That is that. That's happened. I don't even know how or when. Like I went to go blow it. Like I had, was blowing it, and then yeah, I even like I went. To, I was like, what in the heck? And I look at him like the fucking guts are gone. When when yeah. did these fall out? Like what the heck? That actually just happened. Um, that's, you're the third person I've heard say that about that call. Um, one, Hayden, the other, uh, our other guy, um, I had another bar belly and I was like, man, I don't really like this that much. Uh, I mean, I like it, but I'm, I'm not going to use it. And I blow that CNS, um, from up in your area. I was blowing that. And then I, I think I cracked the reed in it because when you blow it, it sounds like the spec smoked the whole carton of marble red. <laughs> It's, it's the most raspiest spec you've ever heard. Yeah. And, uh, it, yeah. And it might be my hand placement. It might be something else, but I don't know. I was like, ah, oh, whatever. So I started blowing a Riceland call now, and I I basically just sold the barbelly I had um, to him. And he we, we don't really do that many afternoon hunts. But if we do, uh, Hayden likes guiding in the afternoon. I like guiding mornings. And he sent me a picture. He's like, the freaking guts fell out of my – he's like, my call just fell apart. Hmm. So I don't know what that's – maybe that's something with old R&T. Um, yeah, no, it was weird, been, so I need to get some yeah. new guts for it. I mean, I don't spec hunt that much, you know, because yeah. it's pretty rare when they, they – you know, the one year we hunted out in North Dakota and there was a ton of specs. Everybody was smashing specs. Um, we got some for sure. But it's rare. It's, it's it's not common for a bunch of specs to like chill out in North Dakota. You kind of get lucky from time to time, but so it's not yeah. that big of a deal to me. But I don't know. For as little as I've blown that thing, I can actually make spec sounds out of it. I'm probably not well, technically good. doing it right, but I feel like I make Man, spec I, sounds. I, so like uh, a little funny backstory. So I get invited on this hunt, and they're like, "Oh, we're going to do something." They're like, "Sweet, I love like." Trenton and Rob turned me on the spec hunting. I killed my first spec with 
Rom. You know who I'm talking Stalker. about. Stalker. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just, I just became obsessed with it. And then, um, you know, they, Trenton and Rob taught me how to blow a call. And then, you know, I do all that and learn how to do it and get into it. And Trenton and I had some good hunts together. And, you know, I've had some good hunts of my own. And, um, and then I missed the total season. I've literally not blown a duck call. Blown a duck call, a spec call, Canada call, whatever. And like I get like we're getting ready to go on this hunt and I'm as a client and I'm just like messing with my spec call and I'm like, okay, I can still, you know, basically yodel or cluck mm-hmm, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I'm like, all right, I still got it. And then man, I started and then I started listening to these guys call when I was hunting. I'm like, I'm not even pulling my call out. <laughs> I was like, no way. I'm just gonna, I was like, I don't know. I was like, I didn't talk to myself. I was like, how do, like, I've done this. I've killed multiple, like, not a ton, but a good bit of specs, mm-hmm. you know, on my own. And I'm like, how in the world did I do it sounding like this? <laughs> and it's funny, and I kept, uh, <laughs> If you ever get to meet Jonathan, he, he'll tell you. I, I was bugging the crap out of him. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, you sound so good. Like, he's like, I don't know. He's like, ah, I don't know, maybe it's your hands, you know, move your tongue faster, this or that. And it was a couple funny analogies in there. But, you know, it was, you know, getting back in the groove now. Like, I finally feel like, like I was like embarrassed to call. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, I do. Because that's kind of me. Like, I, I can make Canada goose sounds on my. You know, mm-hmm. my honker calls or whatever. But I'm not I'm yeah. in no way, shape, or form would I consider myself like a good caller. So obviously I've made friends through the podcast, right? I do yeah. Waterfall Wednesdays with Nick Johnson and who's yeah. a great caller and you know friends. I mean you're with, not gonna whip out a Nick J or a Joe Hines. Yeah, Joe know, Hines like, and all that shit. It's like if I ever hunt with those guys, yeah, I leave my I'm like, I'm not touching my call, dude. <laughs> like there's no point. Like why would I do that to myself? <laughs> Like they I remember, they don't. And yeah. A, they don't need my help. So no, they don't. <laughs> and uh, it was really funny. Uh, so I remember, like, and so I remember. So I went on that hunt and I came home, and I was like, "Oh my goodness!" And of course, like I was like, at that point, I went on that hunt and I was like, "I got to get back out there." You know, Arkansas has you know. Some people hate it. Some people love it. I'm one of the people that love it. It's just a special place to me. Um, people can say what they want. I mean, if you want a duck hunt, definitely don't come here anymore unless you're going to a private club. But, it, you know, when it comes to the speckle bellies and the snow geese, uh, I truly love this place. Um, it's pretty cool. And, I mean, the one season I hunted down there, I, I thought it was, it was definitely different. I thought it was neat. and Yeah. And maybe it was the specific – conditions that year i was there or whatever but i felt like ducks wouldn't have been that hard and everybody talks about like the flooded timber and all that stuff but man i when i was out scouting for snows and stuff i would find these flooded fields absolutely shit stacked with mallards and pintails i mean yeah but you can't hunt it. why <laughs> because like some it's kind of sad there's some places now i remember my last year out here scouting around I found some fields that were loaded with snows. And I look it up, and it's owned by the Chinese. Really? Yeah. Huh. But and so there's no way like, there's no way to get 
Not really. of anybody. I mean, unless, unless you unless you really really know. I mean, really really know who farms it or whatnot. And we've already had it happen to us this year. Uh, we're losing. I'm definitely. I will definitely be back with flying this until I cannot got anymore. They're they're great, but we have a lot of good ground. We are right here in Stuttgart. You know the center and mecca mm-hmm. of it all, mm-hmm. and we have a lot of good ground. And two of the farms that we have, uh, that well, we have that we hunt, we're losing. Not only, obviously, we're losing the hunt on, but the farmers are losing them to solar panels. Oh wow! Yep. Um, the one place, the one guy didn't, you know, had heard rumors about it, and the next thing you know, the farm gets sold out from underneath of them, and. And that say, you know, say that that spot is say it's a hundred acres, and they're only going to put solar panels say on twenty five acres, and basically let the rest of the seventy five acres grow up and be nothing. Hmm. And it's just kind of sad to see that because you know that you know it's I've kind of gotten to see a new light into the farming out here and. Um, it literally is their, uh, I mean, it's their heartbeat, basically. It's what makes this town tick, right? right? Yeah. Um, and to see the guys that, you know, truly care about farming and the ground and what they're producing and everything else and to see them lose it to something like solar panels, it's, it's kind of sad. That's kind of wild. I didn't realize that Louisiana was in so much into the solar game. Well, no, that's Arkansas. Or Arkansas, sorry, not Louisiana. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, I guess they're getting like it's 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 kind of weird, and again, it, it's just sad. But uh, so when are you scouting? You're getting on like fresh uh, fields every day, or every day, okay. uh, every day. I mean, we're lucky enough to have a bunch of ground, um, a bunch of leases, or just good yep, like, farm yep. network, or both. Uh, both. Okay. Some you know some some some's leased, and then some you know some of the stuff the boss man farms himself kind of deal. And we have some leases, um, but we got a bunch of good ground. And like I said, we've, we've been doing pretty good and shoot right there before Christmas, man, we were experiencing spins almost every hunt. We had like one spin a hunt and it was, it's, oh man, like it was just like what I needed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I was away, I was away from it for that time and, I'm just sitting there just cheesing, just like screaming, you know, finally getting oh. the confidence back in the calling, just yodeling like. How happy is your dog, though? Dog's not here. What? Yeah. Why? She's retired. She's a retired couch dog now living in Montana with my sister. Say what? Yeah. Dude, she I, started like, well, I love watching your dog work. Your dog is so fast. <laughs> yeah, she she is quick, and she was really good. I was really proud of her. Uh, still that, one, am. that that one spring goes just like the one retrieve I remember was we sailed this snow and it went yep. into that next field to the south on the other side of that fence and you yep. she bolted out like she she does like some people yeah. might not like it because like it's, when the guns go up she takes off but um it's like she's so fast and kind of quiet you don't even realize it and it's like next thing you know she's coming back with you're like oh I didn't even see her leave. She's already coming yeah. back with the bird. But anyways, was, yeah. on this retrieve, was, yeah. she, you know, you sent her out there, and she, it was a blind retrieve. She didn't know where it was. 
and you just kept you would blow the whistle or she would sit down and look back at you and you would just give her the hand signal back you know and then she'd run back and she wouldn't see it she'd stop and look at you and you're like keep going back she went all the way to that fence and there was a bunch of like grass and shit and weeds so she couldn't see through the fence and you just kept telling her back because she was confused she's like i'm as far back as i can get but she kind of went back and forth a little bit and then she saw just a little bit of a gap and it was like Mm -hmm. you could kind of see her go oh you mean the other side of the fence and as soon as she did she figured that out she's she locked eyes on that thing and then it was just like it was over i mean the bird was dead she didn't have to chase it down she ran and got it yeah came all the way back and then that's like one of ways dude that that was a that was a far retreat and uh she she, dude she was so proud of herself when she came back oh my god you can just see the like smile on her face just like that was fucking awesome i just did that yeah yeah and in general i don't like hunting with dogs because you know, when people bring a dog, it's almost always a shit show, and all they do is yell at it, and it whines in its kennel and does whatever. But um, your dog was it Sadie? Is that her name? No, no, that was a different dog that we had that I think hunted with us out there or something. But uh, no, Riley, 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 Riley. Yeah, yeah, she was great. Uh well, she was a good dog. Yeah, she was. But uh, yep. So I get when I went fishing that you know, basically for that time and. Basically, when I thought I was done with the waterfowl thing, uh, you know, my sister watched her, and um, unfortunately, my when she started watching, when my sister started watching her, my sister's dog passed. Oh no! So my dog, like my dog, filled in the void of my sister's dog being gone, and then they obviously created a special bond. And as of you know, when I once I had the idea of. Uh, of possibly coming back out here, man. I, I almost like I wanted to really bad. Like I was like, I'll put her on a flight, fly her home. I'll take her back out there, but I just couldn't do it to my sister. Um, she's taking really good care of her, and they're tight. And that's it's my dog, but it's basically not my dog anymore. Right, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm actually looking at getting another one. Just you know, we have uh uh, one of our Hayden, he's getting a dog, and then Jonathan has a dog, and then I'm looking at getting one here. Just, I mean, uh, we don't really need three dogs, but to be honest with you, I just want a you companion. Want a dog? I, yeah. Mean, I yeah, I miss just having a dog. And uh, with my fishing schedule that's coming up, it's not as brutal as it used to be, and um, I'm just really excited about it. So, and how's that uh, gonna look? Like, we can talk, we can get into that, like, um, like that boat stuff. But like, are you so? Are, are you going to want to, like, just fish the summers and then hunt in the winters? that kind of... Yeah, that's exactly what I want to do. And you is that, have, have you worked that out with that boat? Like, are they cool with that? Yeah. Um, as far as I know, they are. Um, I mean, uh, because when I when I was talking to my captain, when he and uh, my new captain, when he interviewed me, I was like, I, you know, I guide in the winter. It's kind of my thing, and... He's like, okay, well, that's great. You know, we don't really—they don't do nothing in the winter. The boat stays up there in North Carolina. Oh, okay. Or it might get moved down to Florida just to be you no know, winter there. But they're not really going to fish much, and so you know, that's my thing. And and uh, yeah, I'll find a way. I'll be here. I'll be back here. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I mean, that's like yeah. I know we've talked about it in the past. It's kind of like in a perfect world, you know, you—that's kind of how it would be. But you know. Yeah. It's, well, my biggest thing is just be consistency. You and I have always talked about that in our friendship, basically. And that's what I was looking for. I wanted to be back in 
I wanted to be back up. You know, I, number one, Florida was cool, but I was just kind of over it. <laughs> I just, it's just, they're just, I mean, it was fun and I enjoyed it. The winter fishing was cool, but they just really, you know, I met a lot of good people, but it just kind of wasn't my style, I guess you could say. Is the, is the new boat going to be more of a charter boat or is it? Um... We are private. Private. Okay. Yep, yep, we're private. So still going to do, like, tournaments and stuff like that? Yep, we're going to be fishing all the big tournaments again, the ones that I've talked to you about in the past, and we'll be doing those. And um, We actually fish Bermuda um, in, this, in the month of July. Dude, so what about that crazy-ass story, those guys that, like, caught that big marlin and it had, and it was basically, like, DQ'd or something because a shark bit it? And that was during the big rock i fished that tournament this that, year that story yeah. is crazy it's a shame but rules are rules um everybody knows that all of us know that um and it it straight up just sucks it just yeah it sucks because for those who don't know like i'll give you the cliff notes it's like they catch this absolute giant marlin you know, mm-hmm. they're all celebrating. They're like, oh, we're going to, you know, we're winning. We're cashing a million-dollar check or whatever the prize was. And um, they didn't even know it. You know, it's not like you can flip over a – I don't know. How much did that thing weigh? Uh, I forget, um, to be honest with you. I mean, it was – It was big. It was – I think it was in the 600 class. Yeah, so it's I not like maybe. you can flop that thing over and, and look at it, right? <laughs> yeah. They so, – uh, they, you could, they definitely knew. <laughs> you think they knew? Okay, because they're kind of their story. I've heard yeah. them. On, I've heard them on a podcast, and they, it didn't sound yeah, like was, they that knew. Was, uh, that was a guest that was on the boat. Oh, that wasn't, that I, wasn't the one of the actual. That was like an angler. I gotcha. I'm pretty sure because I, I know what you're talking about. But, yeah. Um, and I know that captain, and it, it's. It, it, it's basically just like a big debacle kind of deal. Like we all know it. Um, I know boats in the past that, you know, the, the fish they caught got bit by a shark. And of course, you know, it gets bit by a shark. Who knows when you got bit, you know, and it's obviously what that's going, what, what they're talking about with that is basically, uh, and hit like basically inhibiting the fish's fight for life. Ability to fight. Sure. Right. Ability to fight. Yeah. Um, and then all of us know that when we leave, when we, when our boss man writes that fat check to, for us to compete, uh, in those tournaments, we all know that we all know the rules. Um, we all know if, you know, if it, if it gets, if the fish swims into the prop and it has a prop slash in it or something like that, that, that fish is DQ'd. It's done. What's your um, opinion on, is that, is that a good rule, do you think? I mean, it's one thing to be like, oh, everybody man. knows rules, but is is it a rule that you think maybe going forward, maybe they should amend it? I mean, I guess I can kind of see why they have it. Like, you could have somebody, you know, if it gets close and somebody reaches down and, you know, with the machete oh. or something just to oh. intentionally weaken the fish, and you're like, oh, that was the prop. You know, like, maybe you could kind of sort of cheat, but that seems like a stretch. Yeah, but then also to, with, with a shark, you can't control Mother Nature. Right. Um, it's going to do what it's going to do and they're going to do their thing. Um, it sees, you know, a shark is obviously a predatory fish. Um, it sees another fish struggling. Um, that sounds pretty brutal, but you know, it, it is what it is. Um, and it's obviously going to possibly attack it. I mean, or most of the time it's going to, um, 
I have, we, you know, all of us fishermen have had it happen to us multiple times, you know, tuna fishing, perfect example, you know, the, in these past couple of years, um, tuna fishing in the Northeast, whether North Carolina or the, you know, up there in Ocean City, Maryland, or, um, even the boys sail fishing in the winter in Florida, um, sharks eating sailfish. Um, it's a big deal. Um, is it becoming a problem for sure? Um, is there anything that we can really do about it? I don't know. That's that's hmm. up to uh, game and fish harvest, and federal sharks, maybe. But I hate I hate them bastards. But um, <laughs> but when it comes to like the prop slash and stuff like that, I I agree with that um, because um, in a way it's you know we are sports fishermen, as you could I guess you could say. Then that's up to uh, I guess you know captain reaction of you know maneuvering the boat and stuff like that. I mean, you can't always control what the fish does, but um, I've got to be able to fish with some really good captains and be around some really good mates and anglers. And um, a lot of times you can really control how that fish acts um, when it comes to the end game. I mean, you can't always control it because, of course, they have a mind of their own. Um, but as a mate, an angler, and captain, um, you got a good team, you're on the same page, you can really – you can you can really do some manipulating and make things either really easy for yourself or really hard on yourself. Yeah. I guess I can kind of see what the prop thing is, you know, as a, a, you know, as a subtraction of skill, but like, yeah, the shark thing, you can't, there's not much you really do about that. And also if it's a, if it's kill tournament, if it's like you're weighing that fish, you know, a shark Mm -hmm. comes up, takes a big chunk out of it. That's actually, you know, you just lost weight there. You know what I mean? It's like, no one's going to, do that on purpose so to me it yeah. to me the shark thing seems a little weird i don't know that that's a great rule it's something i'm sure they'll look at you know into the future and um you know there's always rumors of that they're talking about it and this and that but i mean to me i just i really don't think about it i'm just thankful that i get to do what i get to do and you know you have a, a man that writes you a check every week that he's willing to bet 30 to 50 grand on his <laughs> captain and his mate and let's go make it happen that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So, Still need to somehow really figure is. out how to get on a boat with you, though. I gotta like, we've talked yeah, we about it for years, <laughs> literally years. I know, and I've never been bill fishing. So, oh, that's not true. I went uh, sail fishing one time, but we weren't successful. Yeah, I, I, I would like you to see a blue mom. That would be pretty sweet. Yeah, um, I did do some trolling yeah. this year. I went out to uh, I don't know if you saw. I went out to Isle Royal. And in November, and caught some uh, really big, really big lake trout. We were trolling; it was fun. The frustrating thing about it was that we had caught, we had caught some fish trolling, caught some really good ones. So it's like, well, mm-hmm. should we try casting, try jigging? You know, the weather was nice. So yeah, let's do it. And we tried for like two hours, and we could see them on electronics. There was one spot we could just see them because the water was so clear. And we're casting to them. We're j- we tried everything: spoons, jigs, plugs. And they just, they wouldn't even touch it. So we're like, well, we might as well go back to, we know what's working. So we're letting out, in the same school we were just fishing, and I'm letting out the first line. I don't even have it all the way out, and a fish is on. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. what, what, what's the difference? Like, I don't understand. Like, what, like, what in the hell? We were just casting to these fish. This makes no sense. It's just the yeah. fishing gods having their, having fun with me. Yeah, it's it's fun. I mean, when uh, it, it's it's really fun when you. Uh, I guess it's almost like a finesse game. I guess you could say. 
um, especially for us and what we do is like how like you know we rig our bait. You know, if you mm-hmm. can rig a really good bait and make it look as natural as possible, or you know the colors you put out there, or whatever it is. I mean, every every mate, every captain has their you know go tos and stuff like that. And just I mean, oh they're pulling purple or pulling pink, or he's pulling green. You know, and just. Mm-hmm. You never know. And are you mostly doing like those um, those mullets that you rig up, or because I've seen um, a few videos where they're I, using like, you know, bonita and stuff. Like they're using big baits. Yeah, I mean, it depends on where you are. Um, depends on where you are and what size of the class fish you're chasing. Uh, but um, I've used bonitas as pitch baits in the past, um, small ones. Um, but most of the time, uh, my favorite pitch bait is just, you know, uh, a mackerel stitched up with a circle hook on its face, um, or a horse ballyhoo with a little chugger head on it with maybe a little smaller hook. Again, it all depends on, you know, where you are and what size class fish there. Like the DR, um, we would pitch a lot of horse ballyhoo. Um, our, our fish class there was anywhere from shoot 80 to 400 pounds but it depends there like if you fished out front your your fish were going to be bigger if you went down to if you went out to the fads um you're gonna catch a smaller size class of fish and uh it just kind of changed and it's also depending on what you like or what you're comfortable with and then if you have a really good team um well your angler the one's going to throw the pitch bait um what they're comfortable with and what they're used to kind of deal on how they present that bait it all changes and it, you know, depends on what you like or shoot this year. Uh, it was almost kind of a, like a, what's available. Um, we were trying to find every mackerel in the state of Florida, to buy that bring with us. So there's not really a shortage of them, but basically it was a shortage of them. So. Yeah, Cause you're not also catching you can. your own bait and stuff, right? You're, you're just buying them. No, no. Yeah. yeah we, we just buy them. Um, a lot of good bait guys down there in Florida that we get them from. And then most of the time too, we obviously get that shipped up to the Carolinas or ocean city, wherever we are. That'd be cool. So but, you start, uh, you starting that in March. Yep. So I'll, I'm going to do, uh, I'm staying with flying S. Um, I'm going to be doing snows for them. Sorry, uncle Dean. Um, <laughs> we're, getting, we're breaking up. He's but, losing uh, all his good stuff. He's losing all his good guides. Yeah, you lost me a few years ago. Now you're yeah, out. Me, yeah. I still talk to him. He's a great guy. Taught me a lot. Oh, yeah, I love Dean. Dean's he, great. He would he would do anything for you. Oh, and yeah. you could call. He call. You would call him at midnight. He might be mad at you, but he'll still answer the phone. Right. right. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna be doing some snow, uh, the snows for them, and I'm just gonna do February and then head back home and and get ready for uh you know head back to the East Coast and get ready for the fishing season and give that hell and just be excited to come back here next year. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been a ride this, this past year, this 2023, it's, I got to experience a lot, learned a lot, you know, career wise and personal wise kind of deal. And, um, I'm, man, I, I was, that's why I was like, trying, like talking, like when I was thinking the other day, I was like, man, we got to catch up. Like, this is crazy. Cause I always, you know, think of the conversations that you and I've had, and I was just like, I know, I'm back at it. Like, I couldn't leave it alone. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like, it. Oh, it's great. It's, it, it's been a heck of a season out here. It's been awesome. 
And we, we, I think we've only hunted the same spot a handful of times. Wow. I, so are you using layout blinds or a frames? What's your, we've done, setup? we've done, uh, we've done both. So we use, um, all full bodies. Um, we use all full bodies, SX decoys. Um, oh, we use all, yeah, they're great. Um, really realistic, actually pretty light compared to some. Dude, just the way they set up so easy. That cone system they have is money, dude. Oh, uh, you just, yeah, I can load like 15 on one hand. Steph Curry, and... Steph Curry could probably set a spread from the three-point line. I mean, yeah, if you, just like if you hit it right, it's just, gonna, yeah, it's yeah. just going to fall on it. Like, you don't, those old Avery stakes, the big T-post on it, those are such a pain in the dick. You got to get them, like, yeah. just perfect. Hate they're, that. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're really good. The um, SX is you got somebody in front of you putting down stakes and the other guy's just dropping decoys on it. Man, you can put decoys out quick. That's exactly what we do. So basically how we run things, um, uh, Jonathan will be, you know, we'll get there and uh, um, I'll start. We use panel blinds most of the time. Uh, about, usually about nine out of ten times we're using panel blinds or we'll hide in like chairs in the socks. Um, but we're using the panel blinds. Uh one or two of us will set up the blinds and he takes the bucket of stakes out there and we, we figure out, you know, all right, Hey, and one of the first things he always asks, you know, where's, where's center. And then like really, all right, right here. And, uh, he's like, all right. And then he just kind of goes. And then with their stake system, with the reflective tape on them, it's, it's so easy. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get done. He'll go out there and set the stakes. And if we're being slow and we need brush or something like that, he'll start setting decoys and then we just roll out there and just start tossing decoys. Um, and we're done pretty quick. Um, a perfect example the other day, uh, actually two days ago, we had a situation of, uh, with this weather coming in. Um, we had an afternoon hunt. Um, the geese didn't move in the afternoon. Like we wanted them to, um, they killed a few, but, uh, the decision was made to leave the blinds there, pick up the decoys and go hunt back there in the morning. Um, so all the decoys were pulled, um, and we've had some really great clients, and all of us went to the field at one time, and we put out – so SX has the big, like, seed bags that you used to see, and those bags hold from probably about three to four dozen each bag. And so we basically put out 12 dozen decoys, 12 to thir- you know, twelve to 14 dozen decoys, and I think it was 25 minutes. Nice. Yeah they're, yeah, they're slick. SX, I really because what um, Austin, I think you've met Austin. Maybe yep, yep. Have, uh, he's yeah. running. He has uh, he has like three hundred uh, SX nose that we run. Yeah, and God, they're just it's just so nice. They're just so nice. Yeah, yep, that's what that's our setup. That's what we do. We use those all the time. Um, you know me, I love hiding the socks. It's just so fun. Um, but the panel blind thing, it's what we do a lot and we have a bunch of chairs set up in there and buddy hears that we get rolling mm-hmm. for, you know, have one for ourselves. And then we usually try to have an extra one or two for the clients. So we don't look like hogs. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, oh, it's cold out here. Yeah. Well, yeah. Sorry to hear that. I'm good. You know? Yeah. I'm but, warm. Uh, your problem is. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And, but we also don't wear gloves cause you know how terrible it is to call with gloves. On. Yeah, for sure. Um, but that's our setup and that's what we usually do. Uh, we've hunted and the backboards 
I know I've done it once. I know I missed like, like two weeks of the season because we're just trying to figure out what was going on. Um, and I was moving as well. Um, but uh, we hid and there's a big mixed feed and we went and hid in the socks and then we had all snow socks and um, and then we set out all the specs out in front of us and we did okay. We killed a couple. It was just one of them, you know, one of them points of the season where you get stale birds kind of deal. You know how that goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, stale birds and, and, you know, we got to pick off a couple here and there. But it was still a fun hunt. Uh, freaking first two right in the morning, we get set up and here it was like five minutes after shooting time. Here comes two specs right, right at us. Perfect, you know, right how we want them to like set up and and, and how we want them to set up in the decoys. And they're out there. It was super windy that day too. And they're just on the edge, just cupped up and just floating and floating and floating. And we should have called the shot, but we didn't. And we're like, darn, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we probably, I was like, maybe if we killed those two, we would have looked a little better in the picture, but it's cool. But yeah, uh, just that's what we do is we got a good system going, got a nice trailer set up and all that stuff, and we got a side by side. And we all, you know, two of us are always hunting, and one of us is always scouting. And uh, we move a lot. Um, I guess you could call it the running gun system. Mm hmm. And it works out really well. Like I said, like I've told you, we, you know, we've just surpassed a thousand specs Dang. for the entire season. That's and a lot. That's, yeah, it's uh, we've had, it's been pretty darn good. Those are tasty little bastards too. Yeah, I've made, uh, I've been on this kick of making these goose poppers that I saw in a YouTube video. Mm. And so it's they're like the sweet version of goose poppers. It's you know. So your speckle belly and then bacon wrap them, you know, cut them up into cubes, wrap them in bacon, get you some uh, brown sugar and a barbecue rub and mix that together and roll them in that and bake them in the oven at 350 for 20 minutes. And there you have it. Sounds amazing. Drizzle some maple syrup with some, uh, with maple syrup with honey mixed in it. I found is a new thing and uh, drizzle that on it. And there you go. No better tasting thing ever. Oh, that sounds but, uh, good. You ever tried to recreate my the goose leg? Um, I have not dish that I made for you guys. I have not. Um, I I want to do that. Um, but <laughs> this is the first time I've had clients that literally want to take all their birds. Hmm. And I remember the one time we that's good. Yeah, that's great. It's awesome. Because um, you know the troubles that you and I used to have. Yeah, like, like <laughs> oh, you want to like no, dude. These are your birds. You shot them. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, what am I gonna do with thirty snowbees? Yeah, I'm you know, stuck like, here. I can't. I can't. Yeah, I don't know where to put these. You gotta take these home. Yeah, and uh, um, and remember one of the the one of the we we went on a streak. It was like right before uh, the Christmas split. We were on a streak of like five, six days in a row killing limits. And I'm talking like six to eight man limits. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're like, holy crap. And what we do is, you know, we kill our, you know, we get our client limit and we leave. If we kill, but, you know, if we end up, you know, killing some of the guide limits, which we have done a couple, quite a few times. 
um, that's just bonus. You know, that's just, you know, that's right. just is yeah. what it is. Um, but I wonder, it was just, again, it was Jonathan and I, and I wonder with him, I was like, can I take some birds? He's like, yeah, they're your birds. And I was like, all right, cool. Right. <laughs> I was like, give me them. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I do that a lot now. And uh, I actually got some snows the other day nice. that I got, that I froze. I pulled them out and did the same thing with them. Made them, and everybody's like, oh, these are good. I'm like, that's, that's all snow geese y'all are eating. I don't like, know how oh, really? snow geese got a bad rap because I think they're way better than hon- – I mean, I like honkers too, but they're I think they're way better than honkers. I think specs and I think specs and snows are way better than honkers for sure. Yeah, specs and snows I think are real similar, but I would – Well, they eat the same thing. better, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, but, uh, no, it's, it's – man, it's I'm, – I'm just so happy to be a part of, like – Something where the only thing we literally focus on is geese. And that is your main focus. Cool. Like, we don't got to worry about ducks. You don't got to worry about hunting twice a day. I mean, yeah, will we hunt twice a day? Yes. But you're not going to get burnt out kind of deal. Sure. Like, we all help set up constantly. Spring snows where it's just dark to dark every single day. (laughs) Yeah. We were talking about that today. Like, it's been the highest... Today it got to 17 degrees here, which is rare mm-hmm. for around here. It's gotten, I mean, it's gotten pretty cold here, but, uh, you know, uh, we're setting decoys the other morning. They're like, we need drill, uh, you know, the boss man wanted to get some drill bits and stuff. And I was like, well, I have a drill bit and an extension from my last, remember that last season yep. we did up there together, had to drill in all those, drill in all of our spreads. But um, what a drag! Oh, that sucks. Okay. That sucks. This is the worst. I got I got to the point where so I just start slow. shoving it. That that it's so slow and so windy, and I just got to the point where I was just shoving them in corn stalks. Yeah, you can do that, and sometimes you can find a crack where they'll go into a little bit better. But... Oh yeah, you get real excited for a minute. Yeah, right. <laughs> but, uh... you get hit a stretch for three, four of them going nice, and you think you're gonna roll, and the next thing you know, it's just like right. trying to stick them into the driveway again. You're like, fuck. Yeah, yeah, right in the cement, yeah. but uh. I'm like, yeah, I'll be all right. And then you're like, oh, the ground's freezing. I'm like, and yeah, it's cold. No one likes hunting in the super cold. But then I just started thinking about how easy it is compared to what some of the things that you and I have been through way up there. And I'm like, this is great. You just get a little crust, just shove the stick right through. Yeah, it just pops right through. Yeah, yeah. and it just pops right Even through. Even like a plastic mallet, maybe one or two little taps, and you're going to you're gonna punch it. Right oh, through. yeah. Yeah, and it, it wasn't even that bad. It was just, it's, it's just, and I was just out there just thinking about it of like of those times that we had to go do that and we could drive out in the middle of every single field we hunted. Yep, yep, yep. It's just, it's hard as a parking lot. The, the corn stalks are so cold and frozen, they'll pop your tire. Yeah, for real. Thank God that's never happened, but I've seen it happen. Oh, for sure. Man. But, uh, yeah. Man, I'm, I'm excited for snuggy season this year. That's pretty cool. I'm pumped for it. We got a uh, same kind of setup that we have for specs and all SX full bodies. We got about 300 of them. And when then is the last? S- is it like if the, the regular season, like spec season goes right to the end of January, doesn't it? January 31st and then conservation yeah. opens February 1st. Yep. I'm going to have yep, to seriously so look at my schedule and see if I can't get down there that like that last week. Uh, yeah, come January. down. Um, we, dope. Yeah, we definitely can sneak you in. 
That would be fun. Um, definitely can sneak you in. You can come stay at my little shack that I got hooked up with. It's pretty cool. Sweet. Perfect. Yeah, got me a nice little double wide hanging out. Nice, nice. Living the high life. Heck yeah, old, old batch pad. Did you find yourself a queen, queen of the double wide trailer? I might. I might have. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. Um, Keep down the DL. Yeah, can't give away my secrets. <laughs> but, uh, um, hey, Savannah. <laughs> but, uh, um, uh, but no, it's, it, I'm a really, it's going to be a good year for sure. I'm really, it's, it's kind of funny because the one boy that's with us, he's like, I don't know, he's like, you're mad at the snow goose, aren't you? And I'm like, I, I don't hate them. I just love hunting them. Yeah. And I, I just take pride in it from all the things that like, you see me go from zero to hero a lot. Oh yeah. And then we've, yeah, I'm pumped about it. And especially with, you know, the setup that we got and the area that we're in, it's going to be good. I'm really excited for it. And, uh, actually, if anybody wants to come snow goose hunting with me, we still have some dates available. Yeah, do it. Throw so, out, throw out the, uh, throw out your, we can kind of wrap, just, we're getting close to an hour here. We can yeah. wrap well, this up. No, well, yeah. Let's just, uh, flying us outfitters on all social media, uh, Facebook and Instagram and, uh, the phone number and all the info is on there. And then, uh, you most likely talk to, uh, Jonathan or his, uh, wife Jennifer and they'll get you set up with yeah. everything you need. Well, if I do end up if I am able to make it happen I get down there uh, you'll have to uh, prime the bulb a little bit and get them get them on uh, on the microphone get them on the podcast yeah I don't know. are they I don't, talkers I don't uh, are they storytellers boss lady will talk the boss man we'll, we'll get him talking alright all right. he'll, he'll be real shy but then does I'll, he need I'll a couple, talk does he need a couple coolers lights or a a whiskey sour or something to get him going. Well, maybe just give him a maybe just give him a crown royal drink. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Sometimes yeah, you gotta... they've been yeah they've they've been great. They've kind of taken me in like their own, and, and it's it's been a lot of fun. Cool. They sound like I know who you are, and so if you speak highly of somebody, that that goes a long way. So I'm sure they're salt of the earth, salt yeah, of really the earth people, people for sure. And so are you going when you start your fishing, you going back? Are you out of North Carolina then, or is it back to Ocean City? No, uh, so I'm I'm gonna be out of North Carolina. Um, I'll be out of North Carolina, um, basically in March, April, May, um, and then June. Yeah, June. We're of course we have the Big Rock uh, Blue Marlin tournament, which is out around there, Moorhead City, of where I'm gonna be. Um, and then July, we head to Bermuda and we fish the Bermuda Triple Crown over there. And we'll be there for the entire month of July. And then from there, um, August is when all the Ocean City, Maryland tournaments are. So the White Marlin Open and the Mid-Atlantic and um, some smaller tournaments in there. Um, we'll be doing that. We'll take the boats up there to Ocean City and then back to North Carolina and basically finish up our season like that. Sweet. That's pretty yep, dope. And then kind of chill out, fish at, you know, fish at, you know, quote unquote home for me now, you know, North Carolina and, um, start looking forward to waterfowl season again. There you go. And when does that start usually for you down there? Uh, early season spec comes in usually Halloween. Okay. So you don't have to wait too so, long. Get no, a little bit of so downtime to just yeah. recharge and then get after it. 
I'm I'm fired up. I feel like I'm back on the right path, and you know things are you know things are looking good, and so I'm I'm pumped about it. Are you know some of the conversations we've had in the past is has you have your goals changed at all, or do you like you still see yourself um, being a captain at some point in time? Uh, I still see myself. Uh, goals really haven't changed. They're still there. Obviously, there's some you know things that switched around. I guess you could say on the mental whiteboard. Um, but you know, I, I still want to be a captain for sure. Um, I think, you know, I'd really like to, you know, on my own charter boat, like you and I have talked about mm-hmm. in the past. Um, I really like to do that eventually. And, you know, you just gotta have the right, you know, be in the right financial spot for that. And it's, it's, a, it's a tough world out there for that, but it's just something I just really like to enjoy. You know, I think I would really like to do. And, um, that way, you know, I can, you know, do my fishing and, in the summer and, and have clients and, you know, show them something they'd never seen before and that kind of stuff. And then, you know, still do the hunting thing. Um, still do the guy in the waterfowl thing. Um, and doing that. Cause I think out of what I've learned in the past, however many years that I've been doing this, that I just really enjoy showing people what we do of mm-hmm. like, especially with today's generation that has unfortunately come behind me and behind some of them. It's, it's kind of scary. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And I just, you know, getting to show somebody, you know, you know, somebody catching a mahi or a bonita that, you know, they'll never forget that fishing story or, or having somebody, you know, kill speckle belly or a snow goose or, you know, uh, you know, a mallard, Um, you know, they'll never forget those things. And for you to be the person to, um, that gave them that opportunity or put them on that duck or goose or fish. It, I think that's what really kind of drives me. Oh, hell yeah. That's it, yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a lot of fun and it's, you know, show people our side of the world. Yep. 100%. Well, cool, dude. Uh, it was really good catching up with you as usual. Don't be a stranger. And, yes, sir. Uh, I mean, gave me a mind with, uh, let me, I don't know how it'll work out, but yeah, I need to hop on a boat with you at some point in time. So, yeah, for sure. Definitely hop on the boat Just with me in the summer. Let me know Hopefully what you can. that would look like. Well, my summers are yeah. screwed. <laughs> oh yeah, you're busy. I'll be super busy now that I'm running the MTT. So, um, well, I guess you better come goose hunt with me. I'll have to goose hunt, or we just, you know, it's gonna have to be spring. You know, April or something. Yeah, for sure. If the boats are running at that point in time, I don't know. That's what I mean. You're gonna we'll have to figure let me know out. what the logistics of it are, and. Uh, I'll head to the Carolinas anytime. I love it down there. So yeah, I don't want, I don't I want to live there, but man, do I love visiting. Yeah, it's great. That's, all, that's awesome, dude. All right, dude. Well, uh, we'll we will talk later. Appreciate you. For sure, for sure man. Good talking. Get to out you. there and smash them. Yes, sir. Bye. You too. Bye. that has the stories to back it a life to be proud of it's a winchester life yeah baby six eight western oh, i'll be over there baby right there tune in every tuesday at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv i'm will cooper and you're listening to hunt stands make your mark podcast on the waypoint podcast network stick around as i bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life